From the studios of Onstage Blog, this is the Box Office Preview Podcast. I am your host, Greg Earhart, contributor to Onstage Blog and On Screen. Joining me today, my co-host. He's not looking forward to moving onward from Mookie Betts. Mm. And dare I say Don't it? Don't say it. Do not speak it into existence. On-screen chief film critic, Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. How are you? I was fine until about five seconds ago. You were trying to <laughs> trigger me there. I opened some scabs. and uh, I, know, I know what you're doing, and I don't like it. <laughs> Look, yeah, as we're going to talk about this episode, onward. On, you know, onward and upward we go. Uh, and onward and upward, the box office went for The Invisible Man last week. Uh, had, a, had a nice weekend. Uh, it came in at exactly $28.2 million. Uh, very solid result. It was tracking in the, uh, in the low 20s. So overperformed there. Uh, as far as predictions went, uh, Ken and I were, our predictions were $1 million off. Ken predicted, uh, Ken was debating between predicting twenty nine million or thirty three million. He ends up going uh, thirty three because he wanted to be one million away from me, you know, <laughs> trying to stick it to me. But no, I... <laughs> fine. <laughs> spin your spin your spin your web of lies. Yeah, you went last, and I know how you operate. So when you pick after me, but I went thirty two, and uh, so I so I win that movie. Uh, but so I had, I, yeah, I had two numbers in mind. <laughs> and 33 was the first number I had, and then I was also considering 29, and I, I went with 33 instead. So, yeah. so good weekend uh, for Visible Man. Uh, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog keeps uh, keeps running along. Uh, right now, it's 128.5 uh, after uh, three weekends. Now, Call of the Wild also doing nicely, 46 million after two weekends. Uh, have you seen any of those three movies, Ken? Uh, which three? Sonic the Hedgehog, Call of the um, Wild, and... Invisible Man. I saw Invisible Man on Sunday. Uh, very uh, good movie. I was I was pleased with it. Yes. I uh, is a movie I'm going to try my darndest to see mm. in the theater. Um, I, I've heard good things. Um, and it's a good movie theater experience as well. So um, it's, like a, it's like a better version of Hollow Man. <laughs> that was like, the movie I was trying. That's that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. think of that last week. Like, there's a little bit of that in there. Um, it, a lot, a lot to to the uh, Rosemary's Baby uh, uh, gaslight connection. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so, um, yeah. I also, I also did want to point out, I made a mistake, a big mistake. I, I make mistakes what? every time. I make mistakes we don't make mistakes podcast. on the spot, Greg. Uh, but I last week when I was uh, discussing Lee Wannell's, uh resume, I said he directed. I was confused. I mixed up his resume, a lot of his resume, with um, Darren Lynn Boosman, who directed Ooh. a lot, a bunch of the Saw movies. Um, I thought Wannell did directed a couple of the Saw movies. Really didn't. Uh, he wrote I them. We just said that he wrote them. You, you yeah, we did. I thought he directed. Um, I thought he directed at least one or two. I, I there was some. I, I noticed I made a bit. I, I noticed when I was re-listening to our pod. I, I definitely mixed 
What I was talking about, his, uh, not you. When I was talking about his resume, I was mixing up his resume with Darren Lynn Boosman's resume. Okay. So, um, so I just want to get that for the record. I had a couple fanboys of Darren Lynn Boosman, uh, you know, email <laughs> us and you know complain or whatever. So, well, nobody bats con- a thousand. Greg, congratulations! So. You directed Saw Four. Congrats! <laughs> the, the first of the string of terrible Saw movies, but um, so that's why I get that out. So. Let's move on to this week's new release, which is Onward, uh, a, an original uh, movie coming from the studios of Pixar. Uh, it basically, you know, we used to kind of kick off blockbuster season with May, you know, the first weekend in yep. May. And obviously, if you go backwards, it really goes back to, you know, Memorial Day Memorial and then Day, back before yeah. that, July 4th. You know, once upon a time, you know, the blockbuster season was basically a month, <laughs> you know, the month of July, right. and then it's expanded, expanded. But now now we're really looking at, it's really kind of now the first week of March. Week of, you know, this, yep. Yeah, the last few the last few years, it's it's really been that first signature blockbuster kind of happens. You know, now it's, it's in March, and... And this year, it's a Pixar movie, which is um, it's a little different for Pixar. They're they're usually in the summer, in the May or June, or you'll see what you know. A couple times they'll go in the fall, like in November. Yeah. Um, it's a little different from them. Uh, just a quick overview of the plot for those who don't know. So onward, uh, so onwards a story. It looks like it takes place in a world where there's in uh, a world. That's right. So yeah. these the two main characters are elves uh, and they're brothers. And looks like there's a lot of elf culture going on. And when I say elf culture, I mean not Santa Claus's elves, but in terms of like, you know, like magical elves, magical elves, you know, dragons, I think are possible in here. But it looks like a world where it's all civilized. So it's like a modern day, like Lord of the Rings kind of culture, you know, in terms of um, elves and magic powers and other sort of magical creatures uh, going on here. And the movie's about these two brothers uh, appears that their dad has died, and I think they're going to try and see if they can, you know, try and find him, uh, you know, and as a ghost or as a spirit, or or maybe use magic to kind of bring him back. Um, so that's what we kind of know the plot at this point. Um, it stars Tom Holland and Chris Pratt as the brothers, and it kind of look another, looks like another kind of adventure movie um, from from Pixar. So Ken, so. Tell us what, what you think about a couple of things. So one is uh, a Pixar movie like this coming out in March, and then two, just about the overall plot concept in general. I mean, this is a little bit different. This is again like an yeah. elf movie set in, in modern, you know, culture kind of thing. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of similar to some of the stuff that Pixar has done in the past. Like, I mean, you think of like Coco, like that that like um, goes into like the spirit world for a while, and for mm-hmm. a good part of that movie. And and it also, like many Pixar movies, this one has a lot of like ties to like family and 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 loss and stuff like that. You know that you think like Up and yeah, again Coco. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like it, it also it kind of looks like um, I, I don't necessarily mean this in like a negative way, but it kind of looks like a movie you'd see from like um, DreamWorks yeah, or, or yeah. something like that. It has like, yeah. it just. Something about the the characters in the world um, just kind of gives that like DreamWorks or Illumination. Yeah, kind I of agree. Feel. When I saw the trailer, I I was su- really surprised to find it was a Pixar movie. Right? Yeah. Like, I thought it was some other uh, some other movie studio. So 
first original concept movie since Coco, uh, and then the one before, the, and then the last original concept before that was A Good Dinosaur, uh, which came out in 2015. We talked about it on our fantasy box office uh, preview segment last week that this, this this seems to have some shades of Good Dinosaur. Uh, Good Dinosaur might. We'll, we'll see how this ends up. Um, we have some reviews that we'll kind of review later. Um, Good Dinosaur, I think, uh, has a very similar structure. It's sort of an adventure movie. It's also about the dinosaurs trying to find um, his parents. You know, he was kind of stranded and stuff and trying to find his way. And this is sort of, again, seems like a similar plot. Structure. Oh, I mean, it, there's a lot of... Actually, adventure is a part of a lot of the uh, Pixar movies. I mean, if you, th- if you think about it. Um, you know, yeah. even even... Up is like you know, old guy and a young kid on an adventure. Uh, Coco in the in the afterlife. Um, good dinosaur, like you mentioned. Right. Um, Bali. Good... <laughs> yeah, um, I'm forgetting. I mean... I'm forgetting. The, I'm more. Oh, uh, even even Inside Out is. Uh, I mean, two, the two character, the two emotions, like traveling through uh, through her brain, basically. Trying to get back. I mean, if you want to fit that on a very broad adventure umbrella, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I think when you're talking about specific story, especially when you're invoking parents, and um, especially you're talking about death with parents, I think it, it sound it looks like there's really some similarities. I think Coco too. I think that I think Coco is a fair parallel. Um, but I think really particularly Good Dinosaur. But I bring up Good Dinosaur because um, Good Dinosaur is one of the less heralded Pixar movies uh, from both the box office uh, st- uh, point of view, as well as a uh, rotten tomato. It only quote unquote did it had a 75% rotten tomato. Um, and the box office, let me make sure I get this number right. Only 123 million at the domestic, which is actually, it's by far the lowest performing of any of the Pixar movies. And just to kind of step back, there's only been one, two, three, four, five Pixar movies out of a lot um, that have done under 200 million mm-hmm. uh, in the box office. And the Cars movies are represent, well, all the movies are Toy Story. And again, that's not fair because 191 right. million, 1995 was a lot of yeah. money, but we'll just count more. just for yeah. Bugs Life, uh, 162. Uh, again, big at the time. I think. I, that, I think it's one of the few Pixar movies that hasn't really stood the test of time. Then you have to go all the way to Cars 2 in 2011. That was 191 million. And then Good Dinosaur uh, in 2015. Then Cars 3, <laughs> you know, in 2017. Was, was yep. uh, The Good Dinosaur the first year that Pixar uh, doubled up and released two movies in the same year? Am I re- remembering that correctly? Uh, yes, you. Uh, yes, you are. That is correct. Okay. Yes. Have they right. have they ever done that since? They have. 2017 was Cars three in the summer and Coco, uh, okay. in, in the fall, and then this year we have Onward and uh, and Soul and Soul's coming out, and so I think I'm going to save our discussion of like Pixar as a whole. I think for Soul for a couple reasons. One is I think. Soul is sort of shaping up to be, I think Onward is potentially interesting, but I think Soul is potentially game changing <laughs> as far as anime as animated movies um, mm-hmm. go. As a movie that actually might be catering like solely to, for adults <laughs> as its core audience, but it is. But again, this year is uh, two Pixar movies in one year. Again, 2017 Coco was very well regarded. You know, 90 percent Rotten Tomato. 
Uh, Cars 3, not so well regarded. Again, didn't do great in the box office. And critically, I think it was like 70% maybe. Uh, I think maybe right. actually maybe even just 60 And then 2015, Inside Out, you know, a transformative um, Pixar movie followed by Good Dinosaur, which, you know, kind of came and went uh, with a relative whimper. So we'll see if Soul and Onward look that way. Again, Onward right now is like an 86% Rotten Tomato, which is, you know, again, very good. We'll get into box office. Box office tracking is not, for Pixar standards, not great. Um, We're looking at... You know, anywhere between 45 and maybe 60 million opening weekend. Again, pretty low. Uh, Comparatively speaking, Pixar movies are usually above 60 million opening weekend. Uh, Only a couple movies that have been around the four. Good Dinosaur was 39. Um, And then uh, there was one of the movies, Ratatouille was 47. You know, again, that's in 2007 dollars, which wasn't that bad back then. So, Um, yeah, so interesting to shape up again march interesting time for this movie again i think yeah. this type of plot with elves and dungeons and dragons type of things i think summer maybe even you know kind of fall would have been a better fit story yeah but i mean uh, disney ha- like I, I think we mentioned last week mm-hmm. like disney has carved out uh early march as as kind of like their time to release a movie yep. Yep. Um, whether it's, I think Jungle Book came out in March, um, Beauty and the Beast, I'm pretty sure as well. Uh, so the, you know, mm-hmm. Disney Pixar have that connection. Yeah. So, yeah. So again, so I think we're going to, we're going to save some more Pixar discussion for our box office previews episode of, of Soul, which comes out in June 19th. So let's jump right into See, Don't See. Uh, okay. those joining us for the first time, See, Don't See is our way to quantify our interest in uh, seeing the movie this this weekend instead of just saying oh i do want to see it don't want to see it we're going to assign a numeric score to our interest and we're going to do that by the following i'm going to read out seven categories early to the movie it could be actors in the movie director attached to the movie uh plot elements trailer elements anything that involves um elements of the movie we're about to see we will rank our interest from neg- score our interest from negative three to positive three and then we'll tally our scores up and we'll see what and we'll see where interest lies. Ken, are you ready? Yes. All you know about the movie is it is a Pixar movie. You don't know anything else about the movie except it is from the studios of Pixar. See, don't see. Oh, I'm a three. Three. They they've yeah they've built up so much uh, equity over mm-hmm. the years that uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you always take notice. I, again, they've yep. had a couple movies. I like even though. Like Incredibles 2, I wasn't crazy about. I didn't like as much as the first one. It's still, you know, um, it's still really interesting. It's still experience, you know. Right. Movie, true movie. Experience. Yeah, like yeah. literally the only Pixar movies I don't care for are the Cars movies. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's right. other than that, like if it's as long as it's not Cars related, I'm interested. Yeah. Chris Pratt. All you know is Chris Pratt is voicing a character in an animated movie. See or yeah, Chris Chris Pratt makes me laugh. Um, let's let's go with a three. <laughs> three just yeah, for I'm the voice. Fan. Just yeah. for the voice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, one of the few actors I think right whose voice and the way he voice acts could make me laugh or entertain me. I I'm not quite a three, but I'm a two. A strong two. Tom Holland. But all you know is he's voicing a character in an animated movie. Yeah, I'll go with a zero on that. I think he did, wasn't he one of the voice actors for uh, Spies in Disguise. He sure, he sure was. Yeah, yeah, yeah that uh, that didn't really interest me at all. So, and in yeah, demand, a, 
Yeah. Big, uh, big, uh, not a big size zero, just a regular size zero okay. for that one. Uh, same as well, zero, zero for the same reasons. Okay, next. All you know is it's an anime movie with featuring like elves and dungeon and dragon elements, and that's all you know about it. You don't know anything else. It could be a true like uh, fantasy movie uh, that's playing it straight, or it could be a comedy. It could be a, it could be anything. See your notes. I'll go with a one on that. Just uh, you know, nerd. Kind of... <laughs> that's that's fair but uh you know sometimes that can be a bit of a mixed bag so yeah, yeah. i mean obviously you know uh, lord of the rings you know really nailed that element and uh you know again if they if they do it right it's great and fun yes. and uh, brings out the nerd boys and uh and all of us if they don't do it you, right, sometimes you get world of warcraft <laughs> <laughs> you know what's fun? oh it's interesting you bring up warcraft because i was even though i knew it was gonna be a disaster i knew nothing about it. i was still sort of interested in seeing it so yeah. i was gonna put a one am i a two am i that big a nerd am i a two uh, are you boy it might be um oh god do i just got it, i need to dig i'm a one i'm a one. Oh, you coward <laughs> uh, all you know about the movie is uh it features brothers like as far as the lead characters and the movie's about you know brothers and how they interact and where they go and then whatever yep. see, let's see i mean it's it's pretty well-worn or well-trodden territory mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at some point, probably about two thirds of the way through the movie, they're going to get into a fight and <laughs> probably go their own separate ways, and then they'll come back together. And right. you know, um, yeah, I'm a one on that one. Okay. For me, it's really dependent on who's playing the brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the concept by itself is it interests me enough, so I'm a zero. Uh, okay. I'm a zero on that. All right, last one. Uh, all you know about the movie is uh, it's it's a movie about a journey to find uh, their uh, person or person's dad who's dead, and uh, they're trying to maybe find their spot. It could be bring them back, bring back maybe, yeah. or just you know, just about, or maybe it's coming to peace with their you know dead dad who's sort of you know in the background. Uh, see or don't see? Uh, I'll give that a one. Why not? Mm-hmm. All right, this is what I want to talk to you about. So, right. <laughs> so it's been Pixar's. I have to go through all their filmography. It could be their. It's always their strategy, but I think it's certainly their strategy. <laughs> the last few years, they really want to send you home bawling. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that's that's fair. Um, and this movie is probably shaping up to be the same way, uh, from all accounts. I haven't, I haven't read any reviews, but just if if movies about someone trying to find you know their dead dad it's going to be emotional you know in some sense and mm-hmm. uh, is this is this a good long-term strategy for pixar like where the where the movie where the company studio is just going to make you cry <laughs> cry like a baby every well, time I, I don't know if it's <laughs> if that's the actual goal i mean it, <laughs> I, I think it's, I, more, it's more of a it was they want, the goal of inside it, out it's, uh, it's, definitely toy story okay. three you are gonna you just gonna answer your own question? Is that it? I, I love answering my own questions. Yes, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I would say it's not necessarily that they're trying to make you cry, as much as that they are trying to make you feel. Mm. Um, uh-huh. it, and most of the time, maybe that does veer into the the wet works, as it were. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they're being. Um, I don't think they're toying. Like I don't think it's over the top. I mean, no, it's they're organic. not being manipulative. No, it's it. not manipulative. But 
it's certainly geared to be like make you wistful or make like Toy Story. Oh, three. yeah. Like, I mean, dude, if you I, don't cry at that movie. You don't have a heart. I, <laughs> you didn't have a childhood. You I know? bawled for like the last half hour of Coco. <laughs> right. Like right. everything from when 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 they were in the uh, the the pit or whatever. From there to like the end of the movie, I was just like a blubbering mess. Right. Right. So yeah, no, I totally know how you what you're yeah, talking. Toy about. Story Four, Coco. I haven't seen Cars Three. I have no idea how that. Yeah, ends. I don't care. Even Finding Dory, that wasn't at the end of the movie, but towards middle when she reunites with her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, Good Dinosaur definitely had that. Um, that I only, uh, actually, I won't put Good Dinosaur in that category because that was only like a very small period of time, not at the end. Uh, Inside Out, no question about it. That was my movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then Toy Story 3. It was a couple movies that definitely didn't uh, for, the, for the period of time. Even Toy so. Story 4. Yeah, that, I, I started off with Toy Story. Oh, sorry. Before. That was the most recent. That's all right. I, I don't always listen to you. You can edit that part out. That's <laughs> no, we leave it in. All right. So overall, you're fine with the strategy. Like if that's just, you know, we're going to make animated movies that send people home balling. You're, you're good with it? Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. if it if it uh, reaches a tipping point, I feel like I'll, I'll know it when I feel it. Uh, I, I think so. I'm good. Just don't make it a habit. That's that's yeah. you know I'm certainly right. fine. Right, right. All right. So now it's like that, I'm so. giving you my trust. Don't uh, <laughs> don't take advantage of it. You know. So don't take back, it for granted either. So back to my score: the journey to find their dead dad. Um, well, with all that said, you're what a zero? No, I might be a minus one. Oh, yeah, wow, I just, okay. yeah, I don't know. I just. Uh, I, I think I need to take a very certain mood, a very certain movie to do it. But I, I kind of instinctively. I don't. I, I just. I don't like going into a movie knowing that I'm probably going to cry. If it happens during <laughs> a regular movie, you know, a regular movie, and it organically gets there, I'm fine. But yeah, the minus one, minus one for me. Okay, our scores. Your score is a nine out of one, two, three, four, five, six categories. A very strong score. I am a five out of six categories. Mm. Okay. Uh, I have some bonus questions before we get to a brand new game. We're going to workshop uh, on this podcast. Uh, but some bonus questions. So, if this was a twenty percent Rotten Tomato score movie, oh, more, less, or neutral? No change in interest in this movie. Oh, 20%. way less. Way less. Yeah. Way less. I mean, it'd be shocking because it's Pixar. I think yeah, had one movie below even fifty percent, and that was Cars Two. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, it would be less as well. Just wanted to ask. Uh, if Christopher Nolan was directing this movie, what would it meant more or less or uh, same same yeah. level of interest? Christopher Nolan doing a Pixar movie. <laughs> right. Trying to imagine that in my head. <laughs> the soundtrack would be amazing. It would. And I don't think they've done non-linear storytelling before either. Right. So that would that would potentially be interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I've, of course. Christopher Nolan, Pixar, mm-hmm. two of my favorite things. No problem could, blending the two together. Yeah. Just throw them in a blender and you get yourself a great little movie shake. Okay. To enjoy. All right. Me too. Uh, last one. If this was like uh, like a sort of parody movie of like War of the Rings and other like Dungeons and Dragons style movie instead of what this is shaping up to be, more or less or neutrally or neutral? Mm. Probably about the same. Mm. Um. I, I do like a good parody. I hate a bad parody. Um, <laughs> like vampires suck. Like that. Uh, like that type of parody. Or any of the any of those. Uh, not another 
<laughs> right. kind of movies. Like those are those are just god awful. Right. Uh, but yeah, like if it if it's smartly done, and I mean Pixar, you know, Cars excluded is a pretty smart, uh, yeah. you know, okay. filmmaking company. So I would give them the benefit of the doubt on that. Yeah, I don't. I I can't remember this genre being parodied um in, in a sort of major way so yeah I, I would be definitely more interested uh okay so there we go so now we're gonna get to our new game so we're gonna do too many games so based on where you are right now with the movie the trailer is what we've talked about are you are you are you looking to see this opening weekend opening i'm sorry opening night opening weekend second weekend matinee at a you know past second weekend or wait till it's streaming um after it's theatrical release or not at all so where, so where, where are you shaping? is this is me without my critic hat on this is you without your critic hat on just you're just as a movie fan you know it would probably be at least i mean that's that's kind of hard for me to separate from because i i do even even though even before i was you know, writing reviews of movies. I was still going to the movie theater frequently to see them. Uh, so it would at least be a second weekend movie for me, if so, not a, if not an opening weekend. Okay, but not probably like a probably um, probably like a Sunday or something, or maybe like I have Mondays off on my job, so maybe I would go Monday during the yeah. day. Okay, something like that. Yeah, so so the Pixar angle. So just this is a new Pixar yeah. movie. Yeah, Pixar in. movie bumps it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm I'm intrigued by this movie, but I'm not. I'm not getting in my car to go see this opening weekend. I'm not even sure I'm getting in the car to see it second weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I just I just need to he- I just need to hear some more. I think I could definitely see a matinee, like you know, even without my daughter or whatever. Like if I was, you know, just you had nothing to do and, you know, she was doing something to kill. Right. Time to kill. I could see a matinee just to kind of check it out. I just otherwise, I think again, we just talked about it. I think the plot element being like they're going to see the dead dad. I think I think that's almost like a burden on me. Like, am I ready? Like, I have to pop myself up and get ready for that. You know, it was just like a, uh, a romp, you know, a fun romp through Dungeons and Dragons land. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm in. You know, it could be fun. It, um, you, you keep bringing up the dead dad thing. Um, <laughs> they, from trailers, they do bring back like half of their dead, but it's just the lower half. So it's like the two brothers with these like legs and no torso. Right. right. And and from what and one review, I know we're gonna get to reviews later, but uh, one one review I heard, I did just read recently uh, said that it was kind of like a weekend at Bernie's kind of. Um, like vibe to it yeah so i don't know if that changes your mind at all or not yeah but I, i'm still guessing that eventually they're gonna find the head and then they'll oh, have yeah. some emotional moment I, with I, him I, and... i'm pretty sure that's the whole like thrust of the adventure is is uh they have a limited amount of time to bring back their full dad as opposed to just right. his legs and lower torso i mean the plot description according to google is it's two teenage elf brothers on a journey to discover there is a little magic left out there in order to spend one last day with their father who died when they were too young to remember him. Right. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, like that's a guaranteed twist of the knife, <laughs> you know, in the last 20 <laughs> minutes or so. So I don't know. I got to be in the right mood or, or whatever, but so matinee for me, uh, second mini game. Again, 
you're gonna see the you're gonna see a movie. Don't know what movie, but you go to the theater. Instead of the same ticket price for every movie, it's variable ticket pricing. So mm-hmm. each movie has its own price. What? How much would you pay to see this movie in the theater? So we'll start. Would you pay fifteen dollars to see Onward in the theater? Mm. So basically, like the price of an IMAX ticket where I live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh no, I'm probably gonna I'm probably paying regular price ticket. Okay. So ten dollars. That's yeah, it. ten I, ten bucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um yeah, again, I've got I'm barely <laughs> I'm so hesitant to see this movie anyway. But you're seeing was... it for the eight dollar nine dollar <laughs> matinee ticket price. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, yeah if it's like tw- if it's like twenty bucks, I'm like peace. Like I'll I'll wait, you know, right. for it. It's got to be a good value. <clears throat> I do want to ask you, what about Invisible Man? So if we did this game for Invisible mm. Man, how much how much would you pay for? Well, interestingly enough, it was playing for a week <laughs> on the IMAX where I live. So I did actually see it for for the uh, fifteen dollar. Yeah. For sixteen dollar uh, price. So the theater well, said tickets twenty nine ninety nine. Actually, just... I have to take that back because I, I'm part of their um, like right, you're show off, are you? Uh-huh. And I had a free ticket to see it, so right. I, I paid a hundred a dollar fifty for the, uh, mm-hmm. the the processing fee online. So, so I, if... yeah, I, I'd I'd probably pay. Uh, full price ticket for for Invisible Man. I I, I would have. Would you if pay twenty nine ninety nine? And and if you're not paying that price, you're not seeing it until it streams. Like so, you gotta wait, wait, wait. Mm. You're paying twenty. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't pay thirty bucks for it, but okay. I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably pay for a full IMAX ticket. Okay, so up to like twenty yeah. ish bucks or something like that. Fifteen, okay. sixteen, yeah. Okay, I think I, I think I could get myself to thirty. It's, I think it's a great concept. Oh, I think you could. These do. are good. Yeah, I think I would. I think if it was like twenty ninety nine or you're waiting, I'd be like. I got to see it. I got to have this movie theater experience. So a question for you before we, we're going to track. Uh, I'm going to try and track these and, uh, and then we'll just see what movie has our highest total. How much would I, we might've even done this at the time. Avengers Endgame. How much would you oh have paid God. for a ticket? Yeah. And again, if you don't pay that price, you're not seeing it until it streams. Until you know, it's on for Disney six Plus. Months. Yeah. Right. And right. Yeah. Uh, Endgame. I probably would have paid triple digits. <laughs> I think I would have too. Yeah. yeah. yeah i think i think it's it's uh end game probably anything by christopher nolan and you know maybe a few others well i I can't wait to get to the tenant box office i know podcast um (laughs) so when you say triple digits i mean again let's say again it's two hundred dollars Otherwise, you have to wait till it streams. <laughs> that's a that's a big ask. <laughs> Two. Yeah. Oh, you have to wait. Uh, yeah, I probably have to wait. <laughs> I mean, I I think I would have ponied up. I, I think mean, I, I could go to a your... movie festival and see thirty-two movies for two hundred bucks. <laughs> I mean, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, two hundred right, bucks is two hundred bucks is a lot. You can see like twelve regular movies, or yeah. you can see Avengers Endgame. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> it wasn't uh, those twelve movies wouldn't wouldn't total up to match the experience it was watching Endgame in the theater, <laughs> you know, with, uh, with all those people. So yeah, okay. Uh, let's do some Rotten Tomato reviews. Uh, so again, as we said, eighty six percent Rotten Tomato uh, score so far. Um, we're going to read a couple couple reviews here. 
Uh, let's start with Katie Walsh from the Tribune News Service. Positive review, three out of four. Uh, fun romp supported by creative and clever world building. Pratt's vocal performance and the character of Barley are a necessary element in keeping things buoyant enough to bounce through this story. Uh, Kristen Page Kirby from the Washington Post, another three out of four, uh, three out of four star review. Look, Onward is even close to top shelf Pixar, but judging it in its own merits, it's an often funny, genuinely moving story that takes enough twists along the way that the quest becomes a suspenseful journey. Um, negative review from Ty Burr of the Boston Globe. There have been lesser Pixar movies before. Monsters University, bite your tongue. Incredibles 2, the entire run of Cars. Oddward is the first that feels like it could have been made by any other animation studio. Mm. Wow. The reviews do seem to think they're favorable, but this is not one like of Pixar's. Like tepid favorable. Yeah. yeah, right. This is not one of Pixar's better efforts. Um, yeah. Which makes me bullish on Soul because, again, in these movie years where they have two releases, there's usually one great one and one. Yeah. eh, I mean, if you put one in the summer and one in the spring, I mean, that's pretty telling, I would think. Um, I did have one review that was uh, three and a half out of five from Matt Singer of Screen Crush. Uh, He says just about all of Pixar's movies have a, a meta element about their own creations, so the fact that Onward is about trying to rediscover magic in a world that used to be full of wonder is pretty interesting. Yeah. The um, uh, Josh Larson uh, kind of funnily says from Larson on film, this movie is a combination of Dungeons and Dragons and The Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Kyle Smith in National Review, a lot of movies can make you... A lot of movies can make you cry at the end, but a movie that can make you cry in the first 20 minutes... (laughs) the pixar touch i'm like again this is like why am i signing up for a movie that's gonna make me ball like in the beginning and the end i mean good grief i embrace all of my feelings when it comes to watching movies (laughs) and i welcome you to do the same but uh kyle by the way i'll finish your review kyle smith says uh onward is such a movie one of the very best pixar has made full of comedy with a purpose and pointedly metaphorical action so uh he loved it uh, I don't. I don't think Armand White reviewed this movie. Maybe oh, just gosh. one national review uh, reviewer at a time. Uh, okay, let's make some. Oh, let's God. make some box office predictions. Um, so this movie is tracking. Uh, the initial tracking was forty five million. There's a couple estimates this, um, that could be north of fifty. Uh, Boxoffice.com is a little bullish. Says the range is forty five to sixty five million. It's coming right in the middle at fifty five million. Um, it, we should note its own tracking has tracked down. They've sort of taken this down from kind of 60 million uh, in mm. recent weeks. So it's trending. They're tracking a little bit further down. Uh, Ken, we will start with you. What is your okay. prediction? So I went, I went high last week. I'm going to go a little low this week. I'm going to okay. say uh, 52 million. 52 million. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm also going to go in the lower end. I'm going to go lower than you. Um, again, I'm a little concerned. It's going to be interesting what sort of appeal this type of plot has on the four square audience, four square meeting, you know, male, female, young, old yep. uh, kind of thing. I see this 
having mostly appeal towards a male audience, probably again, um, older teenage, uh, but not older teenage, but probably like preteen boys. Um, and again, some uh, Pixar has appeal for adults and kids. Yeah. Uh, but again, the adults that kind of like this genre, I think it's gonna be a tough hang for girls. Um, not that someone see. I think my daughter is interested in seeing this. But anyway, I'm going in the low end. I, I, I keep going back to Good Dinosaur, but I think one of the reasons why Good Dinosaur underperformed was I think had a very, I think had a much narrower audience based on the trailers than a usual a typical Pixar movie. And I mm-hmm. just have a gut feeling this is the same way as well. Hey. I'm going 46 million uh, is okay. my guess. All right, there. Okay, so that wraps it up for Onward. Uh, we are going. To talk a little bit about our fans, we're going to talk. We have two more topics to discuss um, next week. Oh shoot, I forget what's next week. We're going to have to, we're going to, have to edit this. Um, next week is uh, oh boy, Bloodshot <laughs> and the Hunt, and I still believe and my spy. <laughs> so um, I'm not sure we'll have a well. <laughs> We, I don't think we'll have a box office preview episode next week. Uh, we'll still talk about that. Uh, Ken and I will talk about that. So we may take next week off. Uh, again, March and April, you know, probably in and out, uh, depending on the release. We may be back with a... We'll, we'll see. We might be back with a different type of episode. Uh, but mm. in two weeks, Quiet Place Part 2 uh, will release in the theaters. We will definitely be, be back for then. Uh, and then the week after that's Mulan. So we have, we'll have a fun couple weeks coming up. We have two more topics um, to discuss. One is we're going to discuss the big news that came out today that um, no to- uh, the James Bond movie No Time to Die got pushed back about Huge about seven news. months uh, to November. And are we going to see more of that? And we're also going to talk a little. We're going to talk a little bit about our fantasy movie draft. So feel free to stick around. Uh, if not, we will see you um, probably in two weeks, possibly next week. Uh, stay tuned to our Twitter page. Um, you can email us at onstagebop at gmail.com with any questions that you want answered on the air. You can also follow us uh, at greggy333, kenjones81, and also onstagebop Twitter handle uh, for any updates on the podcast, as well as our Facebook feed um, for on screen. Uh, so we'll see you next week. Otherwise, stay tuned uh, for uh, No Time to Die Talk, as well as Fantasy Box Office Draft. So, Ken, uh, big mm. news came out today. No Time to Die uh, was a key April release because it would come out on Good Friday. Yeah, uh, that The studios have announced due to the coronavirus um, and global worries about movie attendance and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's what they're saying is the bigger reason that uh, there's huge swaths of populations around the international um release that uh, basically can't or won't sh- or shouldn't uh, mm-hmm. go to the movie theater and so yeah they're, they're moving it back to uh, in the so, hopes that uh, when it does come out everybody will be able to go see it and their box office yeah bottom line won't suffer right so it's moved back seven months which is you know which is a lot which is a long time and they're not moving mm-hmm. it back because they have more editing to do or anything like that it's just a pure you know um Pure move to maximize box office. Yep. Um, I want to. So we've also heard Mulan is moving back. Global, its global debut, its international debut is moving back, but the U.S. debut is staying at March twenty seventh. 
Um, so it's two movies we've heard so far. I want to add, so a couple interesting questions that stem from this. So one is, do we buy the official story that this is purely due to coronavirus uh, fears and attendance? Um, I, I think it's, uh, it wouldn't surprise me that, uh, or I wouldn't put it past the studio, any studio really, to be more concerned about the bottom dollar than the mm-hmm. you know, potential public health uh, crisis going on in any or multiple places around the world. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can right. take that at face value. So I have two conspiracy <laughs> theories to, to present to you, and you tell okay. me how much merit either of them has. All right. Yeah. Conspiracy theory number one, there are rumors that the villain, as played by Rami Malek, um, his terrorism plot is like eco, uh, not ecoterrorism, like a, a bio, a bio, He's developing a bioweapon that sort of mirrors what the coronavirus, you know, could be okay. not that the coronavirus itself is a bioweapon, but just that, right. You know, he releases some type of well, contagion, you know, not, not in the mainstream to. media anyways. <laughs> Gosh. And so there, re- so there, there, obviously if this movie came out in April with that plot, there would be some serious, like, yeah, uh, I mean, know. that could, that could be problematic. I mean, yeah, I don't know about that one though. Yeah. All right, one to 10, how much merit, how much merit does it have, have on a scale one? <laughs> I'd give that like maybe a two or a three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would, I would think that there would be if, cause sometimes China has, uh, China has, uh, more of a, um, financial stake in some of these movies that get made. Uh, and, and if they kind of <laughs> had an issue with that, then I could see that being more of a conspiracy yeah. theory. But I, I don't know about their involvement in in the making of this movie, if at all. So. Well, I don't think China would have to be involved. I think it's just no. the studios. Like we've seen this in previous. Oh years. yeah, like, like, okay. So like the hunt last year, they got right. pushed back. Right. Um, to yeah. oddly enough, just uh, like a week from. <laughs> That's right. To a week from from now. Um, That's right. So, so yeah, it, it it happens from time to time, but usually they say that in their in their press release. Like there was mm-hmm. that. Uh, there was a Ben Stiller movie about like uh, um, like a, a, a town or um, community watch thing. Yeah, that came that's out. Right. It was supposed right. to be released right around the time that the uh, Trayvon yeah. Martin shooting yes, occurred. Yes, correct. Yeah. And, and they they pushed it back, and they said it was because of that. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Usually, right. usually that is that. They say that in the press release. So I have a conspiracy. I have a second conspiracy. So what's the second one? Ex- which would explain why they're putting that out as its cover story. The second conspiracy theory is twofold. It's not very good. One is. Well, uh, <laughs> all right, I'll start there. One is it's not very good. The test screenings have not worked well, and so they're going to use the seven months to like, you know, uh, rewrite it or reshoot, do some key reshoots or re-editing, and and they're just using this as a cover story to sort of make the movie better. What do you think? Well, I mean, if we hear about reshoots between now and then, that would be a pretty dead giveaway. Right. But, uh, <laughs> well, they just they keep it totally under wraps, you know. Just... I, I don't think you can keep anything totally under wraps these days, unless you're like J.J. Abrams. Well, and again, perhaps they reshoot the terrorist plot, so maybe it's no longer bioterrorism. It's yeah. uh, at, at minimum. Yeah, right. I just no I, merit. Uh, One to ten. Yeah, how much merit? Uh, <laughs> you're not a conspiracy theory guy. I'm not, generally speaking, no. Just yeah. because, yeah, it's, no. <laughs> I'll I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So I guess so. So. 
I, we'll see how much merit it has based on what other movies um, do and how they react to this. I, I, I mean, again, I think it's interesting. Mulan is sort of pressing on, like they're keeping at least with their U.S. release, and I think U.S. is, I think, really soon going to have a contagion problem. Yeah, I mean, virus. So if they like, if there's no other movies move but Bond does, that's a little. I don't know. That's, that's going to trigger some. Well, I mean, the thing with thing. thing with Bond is that it's not it. It makes so much money overseas too. I understand that it's yeah, a, it's a global but, audience for that movie. Right, uh, it's only but right now it's only certain countries that have this huge problem, and I think right, China but, I mean, are, are two of them. You yeah, know, and it, Italy and yeah, uh, you know, like those those are fairly big markets. Um, Iran, Iran's a huge market. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, the thing that I would I would caution with this, like. How do how do they know that's going to be a better market in seven months for the movie? Like, how do we how do we know it's this is um, going to resolve itself? I mean, we we don't know much. What I've right. heard from the ex what I've heard from the experts, I uh, we should probably preface by saying we're not doctors. No, we're not doctors. <laughs> Just going by what we read in the news stories or whatever. Right. We, we think in almost like ninety percent of the simulations they've run. This should be done by like July, is what okay. you know, like worldwide. You know, assuming, you know, everyone, you know, people are responsible and government's able to get the testing they want and and treatments and all that stuff gets out. That right. So this will be like a kind of a four month event, you know, mm-hmm. basically from here on out. We'll see. And uh, we'll see. yeah, um, but it's. I mean, again, unless something else comes out, given. I mean, it. The fact that this is acting spreading really fast is a bad thing because you know we can't react to it. But it's also sort of it could be, you know, uh, it's also the fact that it's spreading fast really means it could be over, you know, sooner than you know we think. And yeah, and some doctors are saying this is never going away. It's going to be a, a seasonal thing, just like that's the regular. What, yeah, group. that's why I'd heard it's it. Well, I mean, best case scenario or not best case, but one of the possible outcomes is that it could be seasonal, like the flu. Um, yeah, but yeah. again, it's, it's like a new virus. Flu, it it's a new survive. virus that they don't know how it behaves and stuff either. So it's new, but it's. I mean, there are you know the COVID virus. I mean, yeah, there, right, there right, are right. Thousands of viruses. Yeah. I mean, this 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 particular strand is new, but it should behave like the other COVIDs. You know, they would expect. Um, yes. And if it is, then it should die off. You know, in the summer. You know, and the warm heats and stuff, and uh, you know, and then maybe it'll reemerge. You know, again in the winter, but. So uh, this is going to be interesting to track. Um, well, I mean, and not only sorry, but not only that, but I mean, when the U.S. is in the Second Civil War after the November election, is is November twenty fifth going to be a good release date? <laughs> Are people going to take time out from their, uh, right. you know, fighting their brothers in arms, right. <laughs> <laughs> lay down their arms and go to the movie theaters? I don't, I think you know even after sixteen. Well, we should actually look at uh, the movies that came out in November twenty sixteen and see how the box office did. But the coronavirus is a you know it's definitely it, it could have a major impact on box office performance. And we'll have to we'll have to really track it's, it. Uh, we're we'll checking yeah. carefully. It might be an element in all of our I, episodes going forward. I can you tell know, you so. what it's had a major impact on already. <laughs> what's that? And, what's that? And, and that's our fantasy movie league. Oh, it sure did. And, and uh, one Mr. Chris Peterson. <laughs> who who happened to draft it this past yes. Sunday? 
Yes, we got some angry texts from him uh, this afternoon. <laughs> and he it was glorious. <laughs> he wants all wagers called off that were made, you know, in terms yep. of who's good, who's better. Um, yeah, Chris, yeah, Chris, uh, No Time to Die was a key part of his roster. It's sort of his second movie. Uh, he had Tenet as sort of his franchise movie, followed by No Time to Die, Fast and Furious 9, and then followed by greyhound new mutants bill and ted sequel and the french dispatch so yeah he kind of needs no time to die um yep. and uh, he's not particularly looks like, happy right now. looks like this summer he will have plenty of time to die yes. in our league <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh so yeah let's let's talk a little bit about it again we're gonna we're gonna we recorded the auction we're gonna make a, an episode out of it that'll be released you know sometime in the next six weeks or so um but we can talk at a high level we yeah not but yeah, this, we'll get we'll get into the weeds at another point. To, yeah. To, uh, yeah. So, I think we we talked in the last last week we talked about you know the March April releases and um, well well let's let's actually let's just start as let's start with the top five movies in terms of bid dollars. So number one, you know, was Black Widow. Black Widow went for thirty seven dollars out of a seventy dollar budget. Um, I think you and I both expected Wonder Woman um, to fetch the most bid dollars. Um, yeah. So a little bit of surprise. Um, yeah, although I mean, Black Widow. I think we both had it as number two. So yeah, yeah. I could have easily flip flopped you both of them. Yeah. Now, now, Wonder Woman, you got for thirty. I uh, did. I, 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 I bid on that before Black Widow was put out. I believe. Correct, and I yeah. think we they're neck and neck. I think in both of our rankings. So the fact that you got Wonder Woman for seven dollars less than Black Widow, you know, I think it's pretty good uh, yeah. from, from that point of view. Um, Next after that was Tenet um, for twenty seven dollars. Uh, this was not number three on my list. Um, this was. I, go yeah. ahead. I, I was gonna say I had ranked it six. Uh, so. Boy, you might. You know, it's funny. We did not talk. Oh, actually, I, it was fourth on my list. So okay. I, I had ranked four. I mean, my, with no time to die being removed, it, it would be in my top five now. But, right. <laughs> as uh, I had that movie at number four. Yeah, but this was like a distant fourth kind of thing. <clears throat> Not too distant, but it was. there's a clear top three. Um, yeah, Wonder Woman, Black Widow, and Soul uh, were my clear top three, pretty neck and neck, close to each other. So Tenet went pretty high. Um, and again, the only reason I was a little... I think Tenet's going to be a big movie, but... You never know where Chris, where Christopher yeah. Nolan's actual concept movies are going to peak is out. It, at is it going to be? Yeah, is it going to be Inception or is it going to be Dunkirk? I mean, both of those were big popular movies, but one of them had Leonardo DiCaprio and was a huge blockbuster, and the other one was a, you know, a visual war spectacle. Of right, movie. and and there's no Leo DiCaprio in this. I mean, it's John David Washington and um, Robert and Pattinson ba- and, ba- and Batman and yeah. Batman. <laughs> They're not, you know, they're not Leo DiCaprio. So that's why I was, I just had it fourth. I had it as second tier, basically leading off second tier. Um, after, so, so after Tenet, the next one was no interesting. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, no time to die at 22. <laughs> I thought Chris, that belongs to Chris. That I thought that went way too high. Um, the Bond movies have been trending down box office wise over the five you know, movies since Skyfall. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't uh, think there's a big Rotten Tomato ceiling here. I think you know. I think they're trying to wrap up the franchise with this and bring back you know Christoph Waltz and all that. I I'm just. I'm skeptical. It's going to be a high Rotten Tomato movie. I think it could be you know fifty to sixty percent, but 
you know, with declining box office, you know. And, oh, uh, I'm I'm optimistic about the uh, Kerry Fukunaga as director for mm-hmm. for it. So mm-hmm. okay. we'll see. I'm, uh, I'm more bullish on it than you are. Yes, you are. Yeah, that's all right. We disagree. Um, so that was the last movie in the 20s, and then we had a few movies right in the 16 to 19 dollar range. Um, Soul and Onward were 19, 18 dollars. Soul, was, we'll, we'll get into yeah. More of this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I consider Soul a steal at nineteen dollars. So uh, do I. Is, is one of those <laughs> is one of those situations where no one had bid on it yet, and I was sort yeah. of waiting and waiting. And it was a situation where there was no, basically, nobody had any money left, but I had yeah. money left, so I was able yeah. to get it. A pretty solid deal. Yeah, uh, I, I, I forcefully bid you up. Nineteen dollars, <laughs> right? Even though I only had twenty-four, I think left at that point. That's right. Onward uh, went for a dollar less. Again, given onward, we'll see. Again, I'm not super optimistic about onward's box office potential, but we already know it's a high Rotten Tomatoes, so it should yeah. be solid. It's got a Mid- built-in floor yeah. and everything. Yeah. So I had Soul. Soul's my franchise uh, movie. Onward is Paula's franchise movie. I'm not crazy about her roster. If Onward's her best movie, I think In the Ideal World is her second best movie. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Ken, you got Minions 2 for $16. Um, that I did. Yes. So Minions 2 is interesting. I, I think that price is about right. Uh, we'll see Rotten Tomato-wise. <laughs> you know, kind of. Yeah, what, I mean, I feel like like I did my research on that, and, and those movies are, are like a, a built-in... Rotten Tomato score of somewhere between fifty and sixty, it feels like. Yeah, and and uh, they make pretty close to three hundred million. They sure do. Yeah. So that's one hundred and fifty is what I was banking on. Yeah, so, and so the only fear is more than takes, that is yeah yeah it's a fifth movie in the Despicable Me franchise, so yeah. the only risk is you know at it some point the you way get of to like Ice Age Eight or something <laughs> like that, <laughs> right. which I got burned on <laughs> that's a few years ago. <laughs> um other notable movies uh fast and furious nine only went for 10 bucks again i think that was actually a fair price uh you know plus or minus again it's a ninth movie box office decline yeah we're seeing diminishing returns um you know rotten tomato risk uh, Quiet Place Two went for nine dollars i think this is actually fairly decent value considering the box office tracking is actually pretty good. It's actually higher than I would have guessed before tracking. is tracking to do pretty similar numbers as the first one. Um, I'm going to save my thoughts for that for our box office preview episode in a couple weeks. But other than that, again, I think it's pretty good value. Um, some surprises. Um, let's see. I think Morbius going for eight, $8. Ooh. I mean, yeah. I- I wasn't touching it. I, I don't trust a Jared Leto Me either. <laughs> movie. It's a kind of strange property anyway. As soon as it was thrown out, I, I said, I am out. <laughs> um, Trolls World two, t- Tour went for 13 I thought that was kind of high considering what the first movie. Um, first movie. Brought, yeah. I mean, it, it did like. Like one forty, I think. Yeah, it did around uh, one hundred fifty million bucks. Yeah, but that was, but that's not a takeoff like some other, you know, good movies get above two hundred, you know, and uh, right. and it was like a fifty percent, yeah, Rotten Tomato score. So yeah, I, I, thought, got, I gotta say, I was, I was sorry, I cut you off. No, go ahead. I was done. I, I was gonna say, like, I, I was looking, I had my eye on 
a, I mean, there's a lot of animated movies coming out this summer. Yes. And I had my eye on Trolls World Tour and Peter Rabbit 2. Mm-hmm. Just looking at the, the money that both of the first movies of each of those made. Yeah. Uh, Trolls was around 150 and Peter Rabbit was, I want to say, like 110 or 115 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but then I was looking on boxoffice.com and, and the projections for these sequels were like half of that. Right. So right. I, was, I was kind of surprised. Like they had, yeah. they had them both topping out at 71 and 81 million. Yeah. I, I don't. Hmm. Which seemed I, low based on the it, performance of it does it does seem low and I don't think it's going to be that low because I think trolls, um, trolls is actually fairly popular among the kids in terms of I merchandise so. and what you see. Yeah, it's actually soundtrack is listened to a lot. Um, so I think it could surprise. Yeah, I, I saw that projection too. I just thought it's. I, I could see it doing lower than 150, but not that low. Um, and, uh, and I think the fact that music's going to be a big focus on this, and you know, soundtrack that adults are going to love, I think. I think. It, I think this has a chance to overperform. But again, but Rotten Tomato again. Could, I, when the first one is only around the 50 range, it's pretty hard for the second one. Not unheard of, but it's hard for the second one to get into like you know, the 80 percent range, is, and that's where you right. can start talking about you know franchise, you know anchor movies and whatever. Um. Again, I think we'll save the rest. I think uh, there's some interesting ins and outs in terms of movies we got for a dollar. Some strategies that mm. I think we'll save towards the um, to our we official need, podcast. Yeah, we need to talk about my strategy, and oh. and by that I mean strategies because it's now been <laughs> basically the last two drafts. Right. So, so can. Oh. Ken once no, no, again. no. I mean, I mean, when when we do get into it, oh, oh we don't yes. need to do it now, but we, oh, we yeah. need to okay. talk about that next time. Yes, because yes. yeah, I, I I may need to uh, force myself to change things up. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of worked. It out could for you work. Both times, it, so yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but it wasn't enough to win in the fall, and I'm not sure it's going to be enough to win this summer. Well, let's talk about the fall. Well, so let's talk about the fall a little bit because um, I think it would have worked if. You just picked a different movie than It Chapter Two to kind of yeah. spend on. I, I, yeah. that, I think that was sort of and again not just you because I was bidding it up too, so it wasn't like right. you know, oh how could you you know. But I think it just if It Chapter Two worked out differently, and I think yeah, it was a strategy. I mean, uh, we talked Tim, about that afterwards too. It was like yeah. we 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 easily we both of us could have seen our rosters going uh, <laughs> in the exact opposite direction, um, and. and Based well, on if you had gotten it versus how I ended up with it, I think your strategy honestly is is sort of a smart one because I think we've seen for several drafts now, the rest of our league does not fill out their rosters particularly well. No, uh, they don't. <laughs> so like, they spent like eleven bucks on on like <laughs> movies called Malignant. Hey, hey, hey! hey, hey. You, <laughs> oh, you, sorry. It's a James Wan written and directed vehicle. That's a steal. That is a steal. Um, the <laughs> sorry, no, but, I, had to, I had to throw that. Oh, no, that's fine. Oh, that's fine. I'm a bit. I'm a big boy. The um, but there's movies like My Spy and Spiral um, and like New Mutants that are taken. They're filling out the roster when you know there's movies. And let's just look at the undrafted movies right now. Yeah, you know, Bob's Burgers is still was undrafted. Yep. The one and only Ivan was undrafted. Yeah, Bar- Bar- that was the one Star- I considered when I yeah. had at the end. Barb and Star um, go to Vista Del Mar is undrafted. Yep. The Lovebirds. Lovebirds was undrafted. 
Antlers is undrafted. Infinite was Infinite, undrafted. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm watching Infinite. That's uh, did anyone actually... take a blood? Sh- yeah, someone got bloodshot. Uh, right, right. I mean, um, I don't think it's actually nope. supposed to make it. Oh wow, nobody picked up nope. bloodshot. Bloodshot. So, yeah. So like Infinite, I'm Infinite's an ad drop candidate. Um, yeah, just, I think it's supposed to premiere suit Like a, I think it's actually S. Um, South by Southwest. Yeah, South by Southwest. Uh, until it gets canceled. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's just like we just named a bunch of like yeah, potentially promising, you know, upside movies, and you know, instead movies are taken like you know, Spiral and uh, Irresistible, like these very limited ceiling movies. Right. Um, and you know, New Mutants. I couldn't believe Chris Peterson took New Mutants for two for bucks. Two dollars. It's like I, I yeah. mean. I don't know. Do you not see what happened with the Dark Phoenix? I don't it's know. been delayed for like two years. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just read our we'll just run through our rosters real quick, and then we'll we'll wrap we'll wrap this up. So uh, my roster in rough order: um, Soul for nineteen dollars, Mulan for ten dollars, uh, In the Heights for sixteen, Top Gun Maverick for seven. Um, King of Staten Island for one and Malignant for eleven. Yep. Uh, I said Malignant for last because I once again forgot for the second straight year <laughs> that we can keep our auction dollars to right. our social. <laughs> and I forgot. I made the rule, and yet I forget <laughs> it every time. You know, it's like I'm just like ah, screw uh, it. Let's put the last. Was, ah, I can help with everybody. <laughs> so uh, I've got yeah. Yep. My roster is uh, Wonder Woman for thirty dollars. Uh, Minions: Rise of Gru for sixteen, uh, Artemis Fowl for four bucks, and I honestly have no idea how that movie's going to do. Uh, five dollars. <laughs> Not for well, Scoop. I don't think, but that's, that's yeah. Uh, five dollars. It just yeah. looks like a movie that's another movie been that was tried. also delayed from last August. Right, and that, that um, type of movie's been tried like two times a year, and it never yeah, works. Yeah, we'll see. You never know with like young adult nope. uh, fantasy. It could correct. It could bomb, or it could it could you know soar. Yep. Uh, uh, five dollars for Scoob, which um, is a Scooby Doo uh, mm-hmm. animated movie, kind of yep. like uh, Adam's Family. Yep. This past year, a uh, dollar for SpongeBob Sponge on the Run. Yeah. Which I was very happy to get for a dollar because right. those movies make like 150 million and are usually right around 80 percent on the Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and yep. then I had. Uh, had to fill up my roster. I got uh, Legally Blonde three for a dollar, and I still believe for a dollar, which is uh, going for that Christian. So I thought uh, that was the Ben when you drafted. I thought that was the Ben Affleck coach movie no. where he's like coaching a basketball team. And yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I I I do my homework. <laughs> and two years ago, uh, yeah. the movie I can only imagine made eighty six million dollars. Right. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. I, it made eighty-six million dollars worldwide, I believe, and eighty-five point one of that <laughs> was in the United States. So, and it was actually fairly well reviewed. It uh, yeah. was around sixty-five percent. Yeah. So, Boxoffice.com box tracking is like half that number. Just you know. And I'm sure yeah. Well, like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I have my sources. They're not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your church is very. My exciting. church is going to be. We're, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of churches that are going to be bussing people to right. see that movie. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know I, we're not. We'll do full roster dissection um, 
you know, in our in our episode that'll come out in a few weeks, uh, we should say our roster dissection from the fall draft was horribly wrong <laughs> in that, you know, <laughs> we mocked and mocked Tim's roster. He ended up winning yeah, partially because of a, a yeah. late ad. I mean, bad boys for life, you know, basically put him over the top. Yeah. Um, that was a late ad drop. And uh, without Which that, we also he, mocked. Right. Correct. Yeah. No, I, I mocked that at the time, too. And, Crazy. Uh, we were like, you have 1917 sitting right there. Are you going to pick up bad boys for life? I can't believe none what of us. What are you picked, doing to him? I can't believe none of us picked up 1917. Yeah. I was, I just, I, I didn't, I, I, I don't know. I was just skeptical. It was limited release. Like, I, I thought it was, was, if they, that was if they really believed like, in that, I didn't understand why it wouldn't be a wide release because it wasn't, the Christmas, Christmas yeah, season wasn't so that many, packed. It was so many movies around Christmas that are prestige like that that, that always get a limited release. My right. my concern was I didn't know when it was actually going to go wide. Right, that's a and, and so I didn't know if it would be, you know, limited on Christmas Day and then go wide like mm-hmm. January fifteenth, right, or something right. like that. Right. Um, right. But yeah, though I I it was on my radar. I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. Yeah, neither could I. Yeah. yeah. So shame on us because it ended up doing a hundred fifty million by like uh, January first. Yep. So you know, shame yep. on us. What do we know? Yep. <laughs> don't, listen, don't listen to us. So I mean, we'll listen to us. That's right. We know what we're talking about. So we'll see what Chris uh, replaces uh, No Time to Die with. Yeah, what uh, is he going to do? Well, we just ran through a bunch of movies yeah. that are still yeah, out but there. I mean, so come he's... on. The, like, he paid 22 bucks for No Time to Die. <laughs> that movie was, I mean, say what you want about the earning potential of it. It, it was at least going to make a, probably $150 million. Yeah, if not, right. if not more, right? Um, I th- I think boxoffice.com had projected it to like two sixty nine. So if if it had gotten good reviews and hit its ceiling, like it could have been around like the two hundred million mark for him. You know, like how do you... um, right? I don't yes. I don't I don't see anything out there that can replace that for him. right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, not not with that ceiling. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, he's it's like. Like uh, you know, losing your starting quarterback in like the third preseason game, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. It's like oh, he's got a torn ACL, he's out for the year. Oh no, we have to go with our backup. So thank you very much uh, for joining us this week once again. Uh, if you have any questions you want to ask about Fantasy Box Office or Onward or uh, um, Quiet Place Two, that's coming in two weeks that you'd like to see us answer, email us at onstagebop at gmail dot com. That's onstagebop on stage bop at gmail.com you can also tweet us questions or leave us comments on facebook um go check out uh all of our all of the new material that's on on stage blog and on screen uh we've got we just published today an on stage blog uh chris uh chris peterson announced that um he got a tip about someone that fake emailed him about the West Side Story protest, trying to pretending to be someone else, trying to get at his sources mm. um, for who he's hearing from, which is a crime. You cannot impersonate someone over crime, especially when it comes to journalists. So uh, he just announced he he believes he he got some tips from people working in West Side Story that it could be. I'll let you. You have to go to the website to read it, and uh, but check that out. A lot going on as far as the West Side Story uh, is going on. Ken. Uh, what do you have to plug? I'm uh, working on uh, finishing up my review for The Invisible Man, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll be seeing Onward this weekend, and uh, maybe one other movie that's coming out 
Um, oh, maybe the way back with okay. the Ben Affleck movie we were you, uh-huh. you mentioned earlier, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. yeah. So we did. We did. Not... <laughs> ben Affleck is basketball. Guy. I don't know. <laughs> I How many times has that movie been done? <laughs> oh, so many, so many. A uh, lot. <laughs> I know. All right. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us. Give us five stars, please, if you like what you yeah, hear. Yeah, we don't uh, ask for Spotify, much. on uh, Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you wherever you listen to. I mean, we're giving out. this to you for free. That's right, for yep. free. So you can give us the five stars for free. Five stars for free. So yeah. So anyway, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you probably in two weeks for a quiet place too. If you're going to see Onward this weekend, be safe. Don't contract the coronavirus, and uh, tell us all about it on Twitter, on Facebook, or uh, send us an email. Let you let us know your thoughts on Onward. For Ken Jones, this is Greg Earhart. See you next time. Adios. Don't contract the coronavirus. (laughs) What, do you want them Uh, to contract the coronavirus? No. Well, maybe. (laughs) No, no. No, 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 no. No, no.